1: okay hello everyone and welcome to the show so today we have with us danielle gibson the confrontationalist i love that so you help people to develop the courage and the skills to say what they mean and ask what they really want so they can live the life that that they actually can get not what they think they deserve what they can get hey danielle fantastic welcome to the show
2: Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I'm excited. I've listened to a number of your podcasts. I think they're great.
1: Oh, thank you so, so much. So the confrontationalist. <clears throat> okay. This is going to be big. So tell me, tell me more about that. Um, tell me about where your business is today and who you love to work with.
2: Um. Yeah. So the confrontationalist, it's funny because, so when I was, when I was, coaching you know regular kind of business coaching and all that kind of stuff and i i started to hear the word confrontation come up and I thought that's a thing um and I was talking to a friend of mine and I'm like I need a word I need a word I need to make up a word and and we can and and the word confrontationalist came out and I'm like I don't want to be a the like it's like the Terminator or something like that and so I don't even know if I'm the i mean it's everyone else' refers to me as that, but I'm like, I'm a confrontation expert. Also weird to call yourself an expert, but, um, so I made up a word and everybody, they know what it is. They understand what it is without knowing what it is. It's, it's a, it's a provocative word. And, and, um, and I'm like in the coaching world, it, you know, everyone needs a niche and it's very hard. And the niches that people talk about, I'm like, that's not even a thing, but, but, um, but I thought no one's doing this and I can do this because I'm naturally very direct and it's never been hard for me and I never understood why people would thank me for asking questions and like workshops and I'm like, I'm just asking a question, <laughs> you're welcome. But um, but uh, I really did my own little research around, okay, so when does it come up and what happens when you do, confront. So my definition is of confrontation is to deal directly with someone or something you've been avoiding out of fear. And so that's, a that's around conversation. So difficult conversations, money conversations, negotiating, um, speaking up, asking questions, presentations, boundary setting, saying no, when you want to say no, instead of yes. And, and, you know, people pleasers specifically are a very large group of people who need this because that they don't know how to say no and they don't know how to, you know, but, and so I looked at what happens in the sense of it's, it's an amazing sense of freedom when you're not stopping yourself from saying something like you're present in the room and you're just re- responding as opposed to, I don't know if I should say this, what if I say this? What if they get mad? I don't want to get fired. All like, there's them,
1: an- Let's just dive in there. Cause there must be different layers of this because there's that just, yeah, i I'm to be present and say what you're thinking what you really want but there's a yeah. subconscious layer a layer of programming that we don't even know is fucking there but it does come across so there's so many different levels i guess to, that you work on so with with your clients when they first come to you what is it that you have to help them to either work through or overcome before they can really get a grasp of what it is that you do
2: yeah so um they they want to move forward, period. That could be they want to move up in work. You know they want to go to the next level. Leadership comes up a lot. Um, leadership skills. Uh, people who are in uh, relationships, um, bad relationships in work, bad relationships in personal. But mostly, um, there's like there's almost nothing that isn't tied to confrontation like even if you're looking for a job let's just say and you're scared of interviewing and you don't think well enough for yourself like that inner dialogue monologue is going on no matter what as you know and so and so in order for me to get them to this place of confronting themselves because that's what you're doing first they have to know that they're not doing that they have to know that they're that they're focusing on a fear That the Mm. fear is the driver and and so i don't actually necessarily talk about confrontation as a thing i first off you know like i'll say this is where i this is what i would call confrontation when it comes up and okay so you're 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 scared to have this conversation why do you think you're going to get fired and then and the only thing i ever do because as a coach, it's really not our job. But I, I, I basically always want to know an origin, like who told you to shut up, or who told you you were stupid, or who told you that you know women, you know it's not we need to you know be pretty and not speak you know not and who you know who told you that you were too much, right? So because I want them to know that it came from somewhere, that they're not just broken, you know there's not something wrong with them, so. I really don't even know if I'm answering your question because I.
1: <laughs> okay. We've got this rabbit hole. So let's, let's keep on digging. So, okay. You help people to have that, that to confront themselves first, to understand what those voices are actually saying. Then yeah. it's the Where, where did that come from? If they can, if they can label it, if they can see it, but with all this, to have that awareness is, yeah, that's step one. That's amazing. Right. What you find that your clients are able to do once they have that, Ah oh, shit I see it now and I know what's what that fear is what the driver is what then yeah. do you allow them to actually do what's that process like
2: so because it's contrary to everything they've ever done for years and because it's rooted in trauma you can't just go okay now do this and like this it's easy to talk to your boss who you're terrified of you can't do that so we have to find we have to really dissect which part of that conversation is hard for you and and what what you think about yourself Mm -hmm. that makes you why are you giving your power away to that person and why don't you know that you have the power that you have so sometimes the the exercises like for example i had a client who was terrified of talking to people in order to move up in work. He's very smart. He had ideas and he was terrified of talking. He was in IT, which is, you know, they very often aren't the most socialized people. They work with computers. That's what they like. And so he was just terrified to talk to people who he, he wasn't, who were outside of his, his department and who he put on a pedestal of some sort. So I said, okay, so how are you? Like when you go home and do you have a doorman, do you say hi to your doorman? And he said, no. And I said, what about when you're at the supermarket? Do you talk to the checkout person? And he said, no. I said, well, this is how we're going to start. Because you need to know that you're going to get a positive reaction when you talk to someone. You need proof that that someone's going to be happy that you're acknowledging that you see them because most people don't see these people and they're gonna be happy, not everyone, but they're gonna be like, they're gonna be, you're gonna get a positive reaction. And uh-huh. you're also gonna do something that, that has been scary for you and, and it's momentum. So as you know, it's all about baby steps. So then we do something that's bigger because there's a foundation that we've created by something that seems really small, but it isn't really small.
1: Yeah, those, those little things, those tailored things, which is in the right direction. I think that's huge. But one thing you just said there is, you know, some people, maybe not. Yeah, you've got to be aware that, yeah, you might get some nice interactions. And it's got to be okay that there's going to be the odd occasion where they're going to be grumpy. And, again, that comes into learning. It has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. But it's allowing them to be, allowing yourself to be okay with it and it can be tough because we're emotional beings isn't it? what you're saying is so logical but logic only goes so far right
2: well also what's for me especially like when i did have more of a challenge with this it's really important to be treated poorly so that you go what the what the fuck why are you like i just said hi you need to know who you are when someone mistreats you in that kind of a capacity you need to yeah. know that you actually want to protect yourself and that you actually like yourself more than you know like no you don't get to say why are you doing that but you have to be present you have to know that that person is having a temper tantrum in front of you metaphorically and and you have or to actually
1: go, or actually it or
2: actually a grown-up temper tantrum uh-huh. and um and you need to know how you would react today because something I, I like, so your inner child is the one who's driving you, right? Like this is, this is who is making it hard for you. And um, you know, so it's like your inner child is driving your adult bus. So it's really important. And I'll add some of that also. I'm like, it's not you as a 35 year old who has this problem. It's you who's stuck in that, in that place where you were younger and you did not have rational thought available to you at that time. So I, I go a little into to, to trauma and I, I go in a little bit to inner child work if someone, if it resonates with them also. Mm. Yeah, and it takes time for people to really understand how much nobody cares about them and how much, you know, I said, everybody's doing exactly what you're doing. They're thinking about themselves and what they're doing wrong. You're not someone they're thinking about I, and when people say i don't want someone i don't want I, I want i don't want someone to not like me i'm like you're never going to actually know if someone likes you or not even if they say they do people lie so it doesn't because really... they
1: don't like confrontation and then the cycle continues all, yeah. all, all over hey let's yeah. let's let's swing this this ship around and t- turn it to the business because this your ability to understand and work through um Maybe it's not something that you've had to really work on yourself. Maybe it's a skill that you've always had to be able to be provocative and blunt and really to the point. So it's almost like it is your superpower that you're allowing people to see and work through. How has this? <laughs> how has this helped or even hindered your business as you've been growing, especially with this this tag and this niche?
2: Um. Well, like everything. Not everybody's going to want to work with you, right? Like it's style, it's it's connection, it's all of that stuff. So, I will say, I will I will tell people what I do, and now everyone will be, oh my god, I need that. Oh my god, this is so great. Oh my god, I love it. And that's period, end of sentence. That's it. It's like okay, that's and so because the word itself is really scary, uh, the idea of working on it is also really scary. So. I find that people who have achieved a certain amount of success in their life and they know that and they have proof that they are the shit, you know, or enough of that, that they wanna now do some nuanced work on themselves when it actually isn't all that. It's a huge part of success. Mm. And um, when they have an awareness that their soft skills need some work and they're brave, relative you know brave is like for them they're brave they want they want to do this work um that those are the people who hire me because they're not scared of they're on they're very uncomfortable but what they want is more than what they fear so how does it you know so basically like everything when you choose a niche you're going to have a specific person who's going to want to work with you and I didn't have a real uh, defined niche before this one I couldn't find it and uh and then I was like wow I found it
1: tell me about that so what was it like for you as you were trying to work out you where's your coaching going who who do you who can you help? Who do you fucking love to work with? And that, cause that makes a difference. We've all, you know, had the wrong clients. We've all said yes, to people that we should have said no to. We know this. Yeah. Every business owner has, as we try and find our place or with fear, making us <laughs> do the wrong stuff. So what was it like for you during that time of actually finding your feet?
2: It was major. I mean, it was, I was, I was getting clients and, and, and uh, I just remember when I was getting certified and every the niche was the thing, like you need to find your niche and everybody feels this pressure to find this niche. And, you know, people would say they would call themselves things. And, I, and the hardest thing about that is that you have to know that there is a market for that. Like you need to know that there are where to go to get your clients also. And I work with men and women. Like I'm one of the like a lot of women generally only work with women and I men like working with me cuz I'm direct and pragmatic. I speak their language, but I also am um, have the female stuff so that's a good combination for them. But I just was like, "Oh my god, I found something no one is doing which I love." And it's a. I purposely chose it because it is provocative. To stand out in a sea of coaches is imp- everyone's a coach, right? Mm. Everyone, everyone is a coach, and so I knew that I would stand out. I did not know until I did it what the reaction was going to be, and I didn't know how to talk about it either. So mm. I was excited to have found a niche finally. You
1: found you. Found you. you found yourself. I mean, you just said that. I, I, we've spoken to podcasters we've spoken to agency owners and this is the same thing that you said to say you said everyone's a coach yeah so many coaches out there everyone's an agency owner everyone is an, an ads specialist everyone is a podcaster these days because the barrier to entry is pretty much zero the barrier to right. entry being a coach is hey i know stuff the barrier right. to entry for a podcast is a phone or a microphone the barrier for facebook ads is you've you can have Facebook. You you bought a course or something. So there's not exactly the experience that counts for a lot of these, a lot of these industries. So so many people, everyone at home, probably nodding along, but like, yeah. Everyone is insert your own industry. So from your perspective, what really stood out for me was you you found yourself. You found something that when I first saw saw that you applied to jump on this podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds so cool. What is this? That's what we find with Unforget Yourself. So many people, now that, that means something different to a lot of people. But there's something in that that's like, ah, you, you, you feel it. You viscerally feel a reaction to it. So now you found yourself. Surely everything is roses and buttercups and unicorn farts, right? That's It's easy. It's plain sailing now. No?
2: Well, one would think. And um <laughs> But I just want to add to that because that's a very important thing what you said and people would say to me why is this so easy for you or I wish you know a lot of people say I wish you, you, I could do what you do and I'm like you can you just need to pay me to help you but um but I am doing trauma work right now and I was raised like many people by a narcissist and narcissists take your agency away and I was like oh my god when I realized unconsciously that speaking my truth and being honest was a way, that's who I am. I was born this way. Like I, I like I can lie now, but like lying was not a thing. Like, and I, I, and I, when I say lie, I mean not major, but like I have, I was born this person, it was fostered in a, in a crazy, you know, toxic everybody says everything to everyone, no filter environment. And then I realized unconsciously again, that I was being myself when I was being straightforward and assertive and asking a question because I was not taught not to. And I think that I needed that to, to, I needed a part of me that I could have that could exist outside the home and again, did not know and and that it was a part of my agency. So that's where, and that's why I love it so much, because it is me and I like being really good at it. And I like, and I understand the for me at least, this and it for everyone who's 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 worked with me, the sense of extraordinary freedom. Like when they do this thing that they're like, they say they, they It comes out of their mouth. And Mm. and if you think about it, how sad is it that people feel stifled to say something very sad? But I just wanted to say that that's a really good point. I did, I found myself.
1: So with that, where are you going next? Because we all have these dreams and aspirations and and our business doesn't stop. So you in a rapid amount of time have been able to sort of find, okay, here's where I am. And then, of course, the last couple of years, everything has been sort of sidetracked and everything has been like carnage and so much going on, so much good and bad. So as you come out of this, and I'm sure you're helping all your clients still find their way through this, where are you going?
2: Yeah. So, you know, another thing that's very me is that I don't particularly do things the way other people do them. And I know people who are working with, like, I, I could... I should probably be working in corporate. And when I say should, that's an indication that I don't want to necessarily, but but, um, but I feel that there's a very specific way to do this. And it is a very personal way to do this with coaching. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't do a workshop. I feel like a workshop would just be a waste of money for people because it's not like a how-to kind of thing. And I just can't see it. Doesn't mean it's pos- not possible, but um, clearly I have a lot to say. I mean, I have a lot to say about everything, but, but I have a lot to say about this. So, uh, speaking engagements would be something that, um, for years, like from, from high school, I'm like, I always kind of saw myself in front of a group of people. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when I started coaching, I want, I wanted to, to do speaking engagements, except I didn't know what I was going to talk about. And, um. And I just think that I don't think that people think about what it is that I talk about, and I think it's really important that they do think about it. Mm. Um, so that's that's the thing that um, I I would like to do next. It's a it's a way to get clients. Also, it's a way to get in front of people who okay. you know. So let's let's
1: tie this in with everything that you do. So you've you found you found yourself you found your subject so the thing that you were searching for you've got it so now let's put it back to you with everything that you do with the confrontation what what are you avoiding now why are you not out there doing this right now and it's not about time because you could have been so with the confrontation right. coaches i'm curious to see because obviously you know this stuff you coach this stuff yet we all do this stuff. yeah yeah um what is it for you what's holding you back
2: so, you know, it's it, like everyone—not um, everyone—but the way that I grew up, I—I I kept myself small in a, in a lot of ways, and um, I'm working on the things that kept me small. And it's 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 not keeping me small still. It's just it's just a process of working on things in myself, and um, and so. I have this sense of knowing that there is absolutely no reason that this wouldn't be a thing. Like, there's no reason that, I mean, this is not my ego, by the way, at all talking. I just know because everyone has a reaction to it. And also I think it's a good idea. And well, actually, I'm like, why, why
1: can't it be ego? I mean, there's a lot of buzzwords. Well, that people, it, It's okay. It's okay to have an ego. An ego is part of you. Use like everything use use like confrontation, use this in the right way. You shouldn't wield this, you know, 50 foot confrontation, fiery sword at every single thing in your day. No, there's a, there's a time and a place, right?
2: Yes. And, and when I, it's funny, cause I'm like, what does that even mean ego? My point is, is that I think it's a good idea and I know that it resonates with people. And I also know that I have a very, I'm very good at explaining things clearly, but my problem is me right now. And so Like it is always us, right? We're the only thing in our way ever, like ever. But we still want
1: to blame everything else, right? It'd be so much easier. We want to blame everything else. Um, I
2: guess so. I I mean, there was a time when I would like complain a lot about people and I was a victim-ish for a while. Um, Would it be easier? I think it'd be harder, actually, because if it's you, you can change it. If it's someone else, you can't change it
1: oh so, there's the blessing and a curse it's the good news is it's you the bad news is it's that's you. what i say oh, the good,
2: yeah the good news is it is you the good news is if it's you you can change it because if it's not you that would mean the other person or thing needs to change and you'd be waiting around for that and you know that sucks um <laughs> What's yeah. your
1: plan what what what's the plan? because you've come to the again we're we're piecing this this journey together. you found your voice, you found yourself, you found who you are, what you love to do. you know what you want to do. you know you're in your own way. Oh, this this is coming together nicely. so what's the next step what what are you actually doing about it?
2: Yeah, so There are a couple of things that I'm exploring right now. So I, like many people who are not 20, didn't love social media. And I mean, I think it's evil in a lot of ways, but i said, okay, well you hate it, but you don't know that you hate it for yourself because you've never done it. So um, months ago I started just spending time on TikTok because I didn't know anything about it. I didn't understand it, nothing. Mm and i and i'm like okay i i see it now i understand that there's an entire community i don't know if you go onto tiktok but like there's a community and and um i understand how it works and then i also understand it's it's the fastest way to get followers also like it's the amount of followers people have on tiktok versus instagram is very different and instagram just makes everybody look like they love their life so i think that's a bullshit thing too but um But so, so I'm like, okay, you're going to get onto TikTok because something else that I've thought about, because I sell a fairly high ticket, I'm not cheap. And, um, and then I thought, okay, well, membership, like Patreon and things like that are ways to to reach a lot of people in an affordable way. And, and it's just about, you know, the, the idea of community is kind of popped up because Mm -hmm. we don't have that. It doesn't seem to be a, I don't have that. And um, so instead of thinking like big financially, I'm thinking big in terms of reach. So there are a few things that literally I'm, and I know myself because this is how I operate. I think about it. I explore things. I learn about it. And one day I go, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And then I just do it. And, and then I, and then I finesse that, you know, and then that becomes sec, you know, that becomes what I do. And then that takes me to something else. So this is pretty much how I've lived my life. So there's social media, there's, there's, you know, researching, speaking. I have, you know, all of that stuff. Honestly, it's not hard at all. It's all task oriented the hard is inside, right? That's the, the challenge is me. So there's my answer.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing. It's, it's so nice to hear someone be open with, yeah, here's what's exactly what's going on. But here again, the stepping stones of your journey. I love that. It's God, if only we could all fast track that, find our voice, find our thing, find the reason, and then just fucking do it. Oh my gosh. You're glorious be absolutely glorious.
2: Oh, we do do it. It just doesn't happen in a day. Like we, that's what we do, right? Like people have this idea. Uh, How many people do you hear go, this isn't where I thought I would be. I thought I'd be further along in life. And I'm like, why did you think that? Like, there's no reason for that. (laughs) There's the wish potentially, but there's this knowledge you didn't have about whatever it is you thought you wanted to do, which by the way, will change. It always does. Mm-hmm. And you know, I had a jewelry line. It was my first business. I it was I was fired from a job and I kept trying to work for people and it didn't work out well because I just I wear my I hate you on my face. At the time I was a little bit more angry. Again, you're productive, and- and
1: you're blunt. You know this about yourself. This, this is why you, yeah. you can't yeah. work for anyone else. You have to be your own boss because no one's gonna yeah. hire you. You don't want them, they don't want you. And you know what? Right. Glorious. Oh, right. yes. That's all right. Yeah
2: yeah and so 20 years I tried. I'm like, I'll go into a different industry. I'll go into a different industry. but um, I was in a, I had a jewelry line for five and a half years. I swear to God, I don't even know how that even happened. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna do jewelry. I have to learn how to make jewelry. Okay, I'm gonna have a website. Okay, I'm gonna do a trade show and all of a sudden I have this business and I'm like I wasn't there for it. like something intuitively just was doing it and it ran its course and then it ended and I learned a lot. So, you know, when people talk about failure and all that, I'm like, that's not even something I think about. You do something, you learn something, you move on. That's how I think about everything. You try it. That's
1: it. And that's a very logical approach to have it, which we all have these emotions that go with it. It's, it's a soup. It's so easy to say that, but to feel it in the moment, everyone treats it differently. Everyone's got their own mechanisms ways of managing with it so again the entirety of it there's it is tough but hey thank you thank you for sharing everything it's been beautiful chatting with you about this so hey danielle if people want to find out more about you where can they find you
2: they can go to my website which is theconfrontationalist.com which inevitably it will be spelled wrong um you can go to uh linkedin under my name, which is easier to find, um, although there are many of me on LinkedIn. But if you type in The Confrontationalist, it will correct you probably, and you'll find my website. Um, I do have Instagram, at it's the underscore Confrontationalist. I do have TikTok, it's the underscore Confrontationalist. If you wait a while, there will be more content eventually on there, but um, but yeah. Well, oh, there's, there's
1: a few months before this goes out, so hey, get ready, go you've got this. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Danielle, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun to, to play around with this idea with you. Thank you.
2: Well, thank you. I got a little coaching. That was fun. You're welcome. Glad you enjoyed it. I did. I think you're great. Thank you.